Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm the one, the only, your host, Kellen Conn. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing great, doing fantastic. Recovered from COVID. If you want to hear about that story, it's on my newsletter. It's on my Substack, b-hyphen-b-h-y-p-h-n.substack.com. You can go subscribe, you can read it there, or you can go to my blog, and that is hyphenuniverse.com slash notebook. Read all about it. So I got COVID, that's what's going on. I'm doing okay though, mild symptoms, double vaxxed and boosted. So I just had a cough and fever for a few days, and I, I uh, the girls didn't get it, thankfully. And then I just stayed in the basement pretty much away from them <laughs> for a whole we did five days in the basement and then I did another five days around them with the mask on so yeah they didn't get sick and then the tiredness hit me after I uh, came back upstairs so like I, I came back up on Saturday because I found I had COVID on Monday came upstairs on Saturday and then uh did a whole bunch of stuff that I hadn't got to do like around the house prior to um you know, me getting COVID because I had COVID and I couldn't go upstairs a whole lot. And then Sunday I was dead and I was dead for like three or four days. But now I'm back to normal, 5 a.m. getting up again, getting up at 5 a.m. again. That would make more sense. And slowly getting back into the routine, back on low carb because COVID kind of derailed all that because it's really hard to get food delivered to you that's low carb when your wife is the only one handling everything upstairs with your daughter. So <laughs> made as easy as possible. And so it's okay. We back at it, back at it. But I know what y'all here for. I know what y'all want. <clears throat> it's time for the Morgantown Weather Report. That's right. That's right. Everybody rejoice. So in case you're into that kind of stuff, it is currently 38 degrees here in Morgantown. We had a couple, we had a 60 degree day and a 50 degree day over the weekend. Now it's back to winter temperatures. And looks like lows tonight are going to be around 36. Uh, got a little bit of showers that could happen. Uh, tomorrow, scattered showers. Temperatures going back up to 50 though. And high around, I just said high around 50. Uh, and then tomorrow night it's going to be 25. And then looking at the 10 day, Looks like we're going to be in the 40s over the weekend. And then early next week, it's going to stay in the 40s. Uh, still around. Uh, and then with a couple of 50 days. So could winter be over? I hope not because I got to replace my air conditioner first. Once I get the air conditioner replaced, I'm good. Let, let's just get the air conditioner fixed. It won't be a problem. So none of that's done. Uh, a lot, a lot of stuff has gone on, man, but I'm going to lead off with this. Uh, it's black history month, black future month. I don't really know what that means. Um, but <laughs> I, I ran across a story from the Google doodle on February 9th. And I just want to just go ahead and read this real quick to you. Cause I found it to be very interesting. So, cause I had never heard of this woman. So the Google Doodle was titled Celebrating Tony Stone. And it says, in honor of U.S. Black History Month, today's doodle illustrated by San Francisco, California-based guest artist Monique Ray celebrates athlete Marcinia Tony Stone, who overcame both gender and racial discrimination to become the first woman in history to play professional baseball as a regular in a men's major baseball league. On this day in 2021, Stone was inducted into the Minnesota Sports Hall of Fame. What? What? Marcinia Lyle Stone was born in 1921 in Bluefield, West Virginia. Bluefield, what up? Dub V. During an era of pronounced racial segregation in American sports. In 1931, Stone moved to St. Paul, Minnesota, where she developed her remarkable athleticism in the city's public playgrounds and baseball fields. By just 15, the all-male semi-pro Twin Cities Colored Giants broke gender convention by bringing Stone onto its roster. In 1946, Stone went to bat with the San Francisco Sea Lions, marking the start of her illustrious professional career. Her exceptional batting average of 280 earned her a spot on the bench with the Negro League All-Star team, 
while she continued to travel across the United States playing second base for the minor league New Orleans Creoles. In 1953, Stone filled the spot of future Hall of Famer Hank Aaron as the second baseman for the Indianapolis Clowns, one of the league's most prestigious teams. Undeterred by taunts during her debut season with the Clowns, Stone hit a single off of Satchel Paige, who is widely considered the greatest pitcher in Negro League history. Yo, that's crazy! Uh, Stone played alongside legendary players such as Jackie Robinson throughout her career before retiring from professional baseball in 1954 as a legend. In 1990, March 6th was declared Tony Stone Day in her adopted hometown of St. Paul where future generations, future generations of baseball players practice under the lights of Tony Stonefield. She has been honored by several exhibitions in the National Baseball Hall of Fame and in, yeah, exhibition, and in, uh, in 1993, was inducted into the International Women's Sports Hall of Fame. Here's to you, Tony Stone. Thanks for showing the world what determination and unstoppable love for the game can achieve. Wow. Dang, man. And um, I'm going to put the link in the show comments. Uh, but you you, you could check that out. That's crazy. I, I never knew about Tony Stone. So, so now you know about Tony Stone. So... Let me let me run through real quick what I got. What, what, let's see. Um, Aaron Rodgers lost some playoffs. That was dope. Um, then Tom Brady retired. We'll see how long that lasts. The Rams won the Super Bowl. I uh, have no problem with that. I'm happy for Matt Stafford. Would have liked to see the Bing- Bengals win it too, but um, I'm going to say that Stafford has less chances to get back to Super Bowl than Joe Burrow does. So hopefully Joe Burrow will see many more Super Bowls. That Bengals team was awesome other than the fact they beat the Raiders. So and the Raiders hired McDaniels. So we'll see about that. We will see. Uh, I don't got to worry about football for a while. The Bulls have been good again, uh, even with the injuries to Lonzo and Caruso and with uh, Grayson Allen being a thug <laughs> that he always has been. Uh, they're persevering. DeMar's playing out of his mind. Um, Zach's been playing out of his mind. A lot of momentum going in all-star break. I hope we continue that momentum going forward because the season's getting ready to start again. So that's awesome. Um, I think, I think that kind of covers everything. Oh, <sighs> it's a weird time right now. For those of you who might not know, Russia has invaded Ukraine. Um, Not the first time there's been an international conflict in our lifetime, but this one feels very different considering how crazy the world has gotten since 2016. So I I, I don't want to say it feels World World War III-y, but it kind of does. And then on top of that, Texas is apparently trying to get rid of all trans kids and put their parents in jail. So, for those of you who can hear the sound of my voice, I know there's people out there who say this is Biden's fault because Trump apparently got along great with, sorry, Donald got along great with Putin. Um... And it would have never happened if Donald was still in office. You don't know that. You don't know that. For anybody who who feels that Russia is in the right to do this, from what I'm picking up on, and that this is a right, and we as the United States force them into this because of Biden's relationship with Putin not being the same as what Donald's was. That's just asinine, man. There are innocent people in the Ukraine who are being killed, being hurt, and being forced out of their homes because of this. Questlove just posted a video of a dad sending his his daughter to a safe zone. I'm, I'm hoping, I didn't, I'm thinking that she was with her mom, but the, he sent his family to a safe zone where there's not conflict and he's staying behind and he, he could very well be saying goodbye to his daughter for the very last time. I, 
I don't agree with Russia's actions. I can't do anything about Russia's actions. But, and I know, Lord knows that this country has really jaded me on being patriotic just between all of the stuff that's come out of the woodwork again in the last six years. But, I mean, right is right, wrong is wrong. And what Russia's doing is wrong. So, hopefully, you have enough common sense to realize that this isn't anyone's fault other than Russia's. And stop playing this stupid this side and that side game that we've been playing so hard these last six years. And if anybody supports that stuff that's happening down in Texas, turn this podcast off and unsubscribe, I swear to God. Child abuse. Y'all make me sick. That's the most ridiculous stuff I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, I just wanted to address that real quick. And for those of you who may be having a hard time right now, listening to the sound of my voice, whether it be because of what's happening in Russia, whether it be because of what's happening in Texas, or whether it just be for some other reason, hopefully this podcast and the sound of my voice will allow you to find some remote form of peace long enough for you to kind of get yourself together. But I always want to say, make sure you realize that there are people out there who are there for you, who want to be there for you and who will listen to you. And if you have those people in your life, please reach out to them. And there are plenty of resources out there for people who might feel a little overwhelmed right now. Okay. Just wanted to say that. Next topic, from serious to music, because that's how we do on here on Hyphenation, the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. Yeah. Uh, real quick note, I, I probably would have expanded on this if I had recorded closer to when I actually wrote this topic. Um, I listened to the last two Justin Bieber albums. I've listened to every album he's dropped since uh, the My World album, which I believe is his debut. And I, I, I'm not afraid to say that I enjoy Justin Bieber's music. I, I, I'm a fan. I still swear he had the best verse on that uh, DJ Khaled song a few years back, <laughs> which is crazy because he was on there with Chance and, and uh, a, whole bunch of other heavy, uh, a whole bunch of other dope artists. And he came in there and killed it, man. So... I, I listen to changes and I listen to justice. And I just want to say, if anybody out there is here for Justin Bieber content, and it's going to be brief, um, changes is better than justice. Bieber was in this really cool low five vibe on changes. And the, the whole project just reflects this real mellow, chill, real cool sound. And he his vocals sound great, of course, because he's Justin Bieber. And I just found it to be a very relaxing, very dope listen. Like I had noticed around this era that there wasn't a ton of singles, which is really weird for Bieber because like even in what, 2016, 2017, he had like five different singles on the radio and they weren't all from his projects. You know, he was kind of dominating there a little bit. But Changes, it works so well as a whole that it, that it's a nice complete project that j- just sounds excellent I thought I was very impressed with changes um I had listened to it I turned it on at work at during the pandemic but because of its sound it really it really didn't grab me like that it didn't take me anywhere so because of that I was a little uh reluctant to um go and listen to it but I've I've thrown it in the playlist and so I put I had put changes and then I had put um, Justice. And then I also put that, um, and I can go ahead and talk about this real quick. Um, I had put that, like it was, like he was releasing singles from it, but it wasn't like the official album. Um, and he, he had this one song on there that I was a big fan of, uh, All That Matters. Uh, I really liked that project. Uh, sh- 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 journals. 
finally listened to journals. That came out in 2013. Um, so journals had come out. I actually got the discography here. It's out of order though. Of course it is. Podcasting 101. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, so My World came out first, and then Believe had came out in 2012. And then, yeah, so they don't even count journals as an actual. Journals is listed under a compilation, which is crazy. But yeah, listen to journals. Um, So... Real quick thoughts on each one. Like I said, I really like changes. I really like the sound. I like the progression and how different it sounded, especially for Bieber at that time. Coming off all those big pop and electronic singles around uh, that he was having like just a few years earlier. Um, journals, I really liked a lot. I did not expect the R. Kelly feature. I was not happy. <laughs> I have banned that song from being played again. Was not happy. That song was hella creepy. And high, well, all of his music's been hella creepy for years, but uh, I, I thought Journals was really good. I thought, I I mean, honestly, there were, there was no singles. It was just kind of this thing that they're throwing out there, and I'm not going to look up exactly the background of Journals. I just know that I found all that matters because it landed on two dope boys or something, I'm pretty sure, back in the day. So I went to Justice, and of course Justice might have my favoriteest Justin Bieber song on it. And I'm pretty sure it's my favoriteest. No, I'm fairly certain it's my favorite song. And he's not even on it that much. I love Peaches. The moment I heard Peaches for the first time, I got my pizza done in Georgia. I got my pizza And he sings it way better, obviously. I didn't do my reggae version. I spared you guys. I love Peaches. That's that jam is that song is such a bop. It's such a bop. And also, <laughs> I was recently told that I was too old to say slap. It slaps and it bops. This is a bop. Apparently, I'm too old to say that. But you know what? I am be hyphen. The flies dude out. I say what I want. It's a bop. Dang it. Anyway. I love Peaches. So I heard Peaches, and apparently I heard some of the other songs that's on the radio now, like Lonely. Lonely is interesting. It's an interesting single, but it, it, whatever. But I listened to a whole album of Justice, man, and I was just like, this ain't hitting the same. And it was almost, and again, this is without context. This is just my opinion. It was like he had put out changes. It wasn't received well commercially as far as radio reaction and so when he went back in to work on justice he was like all right i've really got to hit the radio this time i really got the radio this time and now he's had like obviously peaches was a monster and peaches honestly could have fit on changes but he had peaches uh he has lonely and i think he has a like maybe one other single that's out right now um that one other song that's on the radio currently, at least local pop radio, when I do listen to it, um, when I catch something at work. And that's it. You know, it was a very, you know, it was from all the focus of changes, I just feel justice is complete opposite. Justice is a mess. Justice speaks more to radio, but it doesn't work as a project. So that's my thoughts on most recent Justin Bieber projects. Uh, changes I want to give it a thumb up thumbs up and justice I will give it I won't do thumbs up uh so so out of 10 for changes I'd say it's a solid 6.5 7 and then for justice I'd say it's about a five and that's mostly just because peaches is on there and they pushed and they put that song so far back on the track list I kept waiting because I had listened to it like on its own but I was like all right all right Peach is going to come up, though. Peach is going to be on here real soon. Peach is going to be on here real soon. And if I, and it just could forever. But when it hit, though, I was like, I got my feet. I got my feet. I got my feet. I love Peaches, man. What can I say? Peaches is a dope song. And I ran it back like three straight times. So there's that. 
Uh, got a recommendation for you off the top before I forget, because I'm going to watch the new episode tonight. Have y'all watched any Bel Air? Because let me tell you, this ain't a recommendation. We're going to talk about it for a little bit before I get into the, the, the last topic. I saw the original trailer um, that was put together, the viral trailer video for the, the serious version of Bel Air. And I was like, yo, that's really dope. And I think I passed it to Matt and everything. He checked it out. And I was like, yo, that's, that's a really dope idea uh, to kind of reimagine, uh, put the same characters, but put a serious spin on it. And I really loved it. So when I found out Will Smith had actually taken an idea and was like, yo, let's, let's actually do this. I was like, yo, that's even crazier. They're going to put it out. Um, but I wasn't that excited for it because, and I feel like a lot of people, again, I was talking about me being old. A lot of people of my age might feel a certain kind of way about the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and which is understandable, completely understandable. It's, it's, it is a classic television show. Everybody has seen the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It probably has replaced the Cosby show in the worldwide knowledge chamber of a popular black sitcom. Because obviously with everything that Cosby's done, people who have common sense, <laughs> and I didn't mean that in any kind of way, people who have some sense probably have shot away from uh, watching Cosby. So, so Cosby, of course, it started in like 84 and ended in 92. Fresh Prince started in 90 and ended in 95 or 6. And Cosby isn't on reruns like that anymore, but Fresh Prince has been on for years. So even those younger than me, they've caught Fresh Prince in some format. And of course, with streaming, I don't know what services Fresh Prince has been on. I've never felt the urge to seek out every Fresh Prince episode because I feel like it's one of those shows I've seen all of the episodes. I've just never sat down and watched it straight through. I'm fairly certain it's, it should be on Peacock, on the Peacock app, because it's a NBC property. Um, so you could get on Peacock and watch it if you want. But everybody's so used to the comedy of the show that you turn on for Bel Air and then Will starts using the N-word and they, they use them real words. And then, of course, uh, got in one little fight. My mom got scared. And that happens. It's no joke. It's no spin him around in a funny way in a basketball court and then some gray-haired lady yelling at Will. It's his mom saying, I have to get you out of here so you don't die. And then from there, it just goes, man. Like, shout out to Coco from uh, T and Coco fame. If you don't know T and Coco, go look up Terrell um, on YouTube. Terrell G. His name is not coming to me. Just look up the Terrell show on YouTube. In fact, I think you can even go to youtube.com slash Terrell and he'll come up. He has this great cooking show with Coco Jones called T and Coco. They uh, did a, they did several episodes together and it's hilarious. Um, she plays Hillary. Love her. I love all these characters, man. Like everyone. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not in love with Viv, but that's not because of the actress. That's just because of how her and Hillary are button heads right now. That's a little tough to watch. Um, now that that's the only thing that bothers me. Jeffrey is gangster AF. I'm telling you right now. I they dropped the first three episodes, like opening weekend. Like this is a Super Bowl weekend. They dropped the first three episodes. Episode four came out last Thursday. Episode five comes out today. Do yourself a favor. Sign up for a free trial of Peacock if you don't want to pay the $9.99. And check it out. And you and I guarantee you that a lot of people, by the time this season one finishes, a lot of people will be talking about Bel Air. And it won't be about, oh, um, oh, I moved my mic. It won't be so much about, oh, this is just a, a drama remake of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'm not into it. It's going to be like, yo, this show is really dope. And I can't wait for season two. Do yourself a favor and get in on the ground floor right now. Bel Air recommended go do that and for any anybody out there who might be contemplating i'm gonna go on ebay and buy an Allen iverson jersey a philadelphia 76ers Allen iverson jersey for the love of everything that is holy 
And for anybody who has loved basketball, please don't buy the same jersey that they decided to put on Will in the show because it is the most terriblest replica of a of a Earl of a 2076er jersey I've ever seen in my life. And I saw it on eBay and they have a good price. Don't buy that one. Buy the nice one. <laughs> if you got to spend a few more dollars or get, get the blue one, don't do the black one that they used on the show. Cause it's all wrong. And if anybody knows what a Jersey should look like, especially in the early two thousands, it's your boy. Okay. Hey, what's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here. Special shout-out to B-Hyphen and Handsome Bane for the WrestleCast Power Hour. And it's available everywhere, podcasts or streams. So everybody, check them out. You know The Godfather will. And it's time once again for everybody at the Hyphen Podcast Group to come aboard the Hope Smell your later, sweaty marks. All right. Now, now that that's clear, I want to get to the final topic. And this has been a, a something I've wanted to talk about for a while on the pod. And it's music related. In 2000, an album came out. And this album was done by Common. And in 2000, I had never listened to Common like that. Never. For those of you who don't remember, my rap experience at the time when I moved to Cape Bridge at four channels, no music channels. Um, I would catch what I would catch from the DC radio station. Shout out to PGC, shout out to KYS. When I came into town, in the Winchester. Besides that, I had little to no exposure with popular rap. So Resurrection came out in 94. I have listened to it um, since then. Classic. And actually, let me let me just go ahead and go to Common's discography um, so we can um, really talk about these projects. So yeah, Resurrection came out in 94. Uh, can I Borrow a Dollar? I want to say off the top of my head, came out in 96. Oh, no, no, no. Can I Borrow a Dower was, came out in 92. That was his first album. Resurrection came out in 94. I've heard that classic album um, since I've listened to this one that we're going to talk about. 97 was One Day It All Makes Sense. Um, don't know that album, never listened to it. Um, obviously, I've heard the Lauryn Hill single. The album we're going to talk about right now, Like Water for Chocolate, came out in 2000. Electric Circus came out in 2002. Never had the guts to touch it because I heard it was so different for Common. So I never listened to Electric Circus other than come close to me, be Yeah, that one. And then B came out in 2005, his album with uh, Kanye West. Great album. Uh, another classic. Finding Forever came out in 2007. Also really liked that album. Uh, Universal Mind Control was a little different. Then um, what we were used to after getting uh, the albums we got in 07 and 05, it was it was a good album. Uh, I w- uh, it was an okay album would be better. Um, never was a huge fan. There is this one remix of this Pharrell song on here, though. Uh, I believe it's an announcement or something. And that joint goes, man. Like, or it, No, no, no. It might even be, it's Punch Drunk Love, I think, is the one that, that really goes. Because... The original Punch Drunk Love had Kanye on it. I don't know. One of these songs, either there's a, a different version of announcement or Punch Drunk Love remix that is the iTunes bonus. That song goes right now. We're let let's just do it and see if I can do this without getting copyrighted. So let's see. Common Punch Drunk Love. All right, we're gonna hit the remix. I'll I'll know it as soon as it hits. So let's see. This is it. This is it. That's the one. Oh, that, that's the joint. That's the joint. That's one of my favorite common songs ever. Punch Drunk Love, the remix, the iTunes remix. Um, yeah, yes, that's my favorite song on the whole album, and it wasn't even on the album proper. So that's my opinion on Universal Mind Control. Dreamer and the Believer, 
I think I listened to it once. I believe this is when the, is an era where he, him and him and Drake had their little beef. Uh, so I, I literally think I've listened to it once and it was fine. Didn't think much of it. Nobody's smiling. When I heard this album, I love this album. Monster Long actually played it for me. He's like, have you heard the new comment? I was like, no. Nah. He's like, I haven't checked it out either. And we started the neighborhood and we rock with that album all the way through. All the way up to re- rewind that. And we might have had uh, the extra songs and everything. Uh, I don't know how well it has aged. Uh, it, it came out in 2014. Uh, so I, I need to actually revisit Nobody Smiling sometime soon to see if it still holds up because I really like that album. Since then, not listen to Black America again and I've not listened to Let Love. So I'm hit or miss with Common's catalog. Um, I do love Common. I've never had an issue um, against Common. I've always thought he was a dope MC. Uh, I'm actually trying to find my the good old list here to see... Common was my 10th greatest MC of all time in 2017. And I, I think that still holds true. I don't think there's anybody who has come up to surpass him at all. So, yeah, Com- Common is my 10th favorite MC of all time. And this album has a lot to do with it. Shout out to my man DJ Wise, who actually um just found got a cancer diagnosis. They caught it early um, from what we know. Uh, he's not that much older than me. Actually, um, he was my substitute teacher, uh, first in junior high and in high school. And then he turned into my DJ and we, he worked on the first demo ever did. So shout out to Scott Fury. He used to rip me albums for like five bucks a CD, whatever. He, he's the person that's responsible for giving me reasonable doubt and changing my whole life. It's true. I don't know what my life would be without Jay-Z. (laughs) <laughs> and then he also, because I really liked um, The Sixth Sense when it dropped, he also gave me the album, sold me the album, like Water for Chocolate. And The Sixth Sense was produced by DJ Premier and a great beat. Always love the Primo beat. Recommendation, I don't know if I said this on here or not. I definitely said it in a newsletter, uh, which again is b-substack.com. Go check that out. Um, if you... um. Go to YouTube, find DJ Premier. He does a show every Tuesday. It comes out at noon called So What's Up? Um, and he literally walks you through the process of a song from his catalog that he uh, produced. And the most recent one was Snoop Dogg. And that was in 2002. The song was called The One and Only. And I would purposely, in this era, the two, in the early 2000s, if I was on a hip-hop website and I saw or read the magazine and it said something about DJ Premier producing a song, for an artist, I would seek that one song out until I had it because I love Premier's beats that much. And two instances of this came to mind. One of them is the one and only from Paid the Cost to Be the Boss, Snoop Dogg. The other one was Exhibit. And I forget what that song was called. I think it's the only song they did together. Um, and Premier and Exhibit did a song together. And that song's dope. Premier is one of my favorite DJs of all time. I might want to sit down and do a greatest producers of all time pod. I'm just going to type that up right now because I feel like that, that could be in the same vein as uh, the greatest uh, MCs of all time. I think that would be a lot of fun. Greatest producers, if all time of all time. (laughs) It sounded like Ringo a little bit. Got it. So it's on there. And I popped in the CD. The first song on here is Time Traveling. Produced by Questlove, James Poyser, and Jay Dilla. And I was like, what is this? I don't like it. (laughs) I didn't like it. For the longest time, I always skipped this first song because it's all bluesy. And you got to understand, this is 2000. So I've really just been inhaling every little piece of hip-hop I could get. So when this jazz influence came in, I know, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, oh, I, I guess this is, this is kind of cool. But I skipped it for a long time. So every time I started this album, I'd start with Heat and produced by Jay Dilla. And you're going to hear that name a lot because 
Jay Dilla did doing it. Jay Dilla did the light. R.I.P. Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla did funky for you. Jay Dilla did the questions. Jay Dilla uh, was on a film called Pimp. He was on Nag Shampa. He was on Thelonious. He was on Payback as a Grandmother. He was on... Okay, that was it. So he did a lot of production on this. This was the first time I really got exposed to Jay Dilla beats for real. Um, I'd heard of Slum Village, but I, I mean, I wasn't around for the quest, uh, a tribe called Quest era. They were broken up by the time, um, I really got into rap like that. It took years for me to go back and listen to their old music to, um, to discover what Dilla did with them. And then of course Donuts came out and then he, Dilla was gone. <laughs> Dilla did so much dope work, man. R.I.P. Dilla. What up though, Dilla? Shout out, shout out to the D, man. As always. Um, yeah. So started with Heat. And and Heat was like, all right, I, f- I feel this. And then you get you get the cold blooded, and it's like cold blooded, rugged and raw. Cold blooded, rugged and raw. And and Common Common was really the first MC that I remember really and at least in that era when I was like a, a youngin, really playing with the melodies and stuff. Cause Jay would come on there and, and do Jay. Nas would come on there and do Jay. And sometimes they try to sing badly. Not not hell so much. Sometimes Nas did it. Do a little melody. But it didn't hit. And of course, X had his own way of doing his, his thing. But I don't remember a lot of rappers really playing with it like him. When I revisited this album a few weeks ago, there's just so much places where Common is constantly playing with the beats, man. It's incredible. He, like, his different flows, and sometimes it, sometimes it sounds like it's off, but it's not. Like, and all of that is just a testament to how great of an MC he is, which I, I was obviously learning. So you go from cold-blooded to doing it, and I was dying to hear doing it because doing it was pretty much a, a Puff Daddy diss. Because if you remember... We're coming off the shiny suit era, which is like 96 to like 97, 98 ish. And then X came out and everything kind of got real hard again. But you got to remember in 2099, Puffy had just dropped forever. He was still trying to do the bad boy thing. Uh, Mace had come out. Uh, so there was still a lot of bad boy influence in the culture. And Common, Common ain't like that. <laughs> so Common just did doing it and doing it is one of the hardest is it's a dope disc record without it being a full disc record little did i know common had recorded a little ditty called the bitch in you and i say bitch because that's in the title which was the ice cube disc and that is one of the meanest disc songs i've ever heard so hearing him do this light work on doing it chef's kiss then you got the light, which is a beautiful record. I I actually went and looked, finally listened to the Bobby Caldwell record. It's sampled from. It's called "Open Your Eyes." I had never listened to the full version until when I revisited this album, and I fell in love with that song. "Open Your Eyes" is such a dope song. Another recommendation. And what Dilla pulled from it. And how he chopped it and freaked it, I don't think anybody else would have done it that way. Ooh. And the funny thing is the light got played out because it was Common's biggest song to date, I I believe. Uh, Let's check the charts real quick. I mean, it was number 12 on the hot R&B and hip hop songs and went to 44 on the hot 100. And I guarantee you, Common had not had a bigger song than The Light. And the cool thing about it is, it's a song where it's like uh, like the girls can groove to it. But but Common, Common literally ends his verse with, Yo, I tell you to rest when I see you. Peace. Like, that shit is so hard. Excuse my French. I probably cussed on here already and didn't even notice. So, so dope. So dope, man. Ah. <sighs> Funky for you. Long as it's funky. All right. Okay. Like, it just goes on from funky to you to the questions. 
You got the time traveling reprise, which I now appreciate, by the way. Sixth Sense. This, I've, I've always stood by this rule. And I feel like I might have said this on here before, but we're 194 episodes in, baby. You're going to hear some things again. When, a, when an album can put their lead single somewhere in the middle or towards the end, that really shows how strong an album is. And I don't know if it applies so much nowadays, especially when albums have like 25, 35 tracks sometimes. But I know that in the album era, when you're looking at a 14, 16, 17, 10, 12 track album, and I felt like if your single was not in the first five songs, say, that's when you knew you had a strong album. There's been so many albums that I have thrown on and that single comes up either first or second and then the rest of the album is doo-doo. Doo-doo, doo-doo. And uh, a testament because The Sixth Sense was his first single and that record's hard, yo. That record's hard. Now, now, this might be the place where some people feel like the album falls off, okay? I don't feel that way. A film called Pimp, which is literally Common playing the role of a pimp, talking to a girl he met, trying to turn her out and get her to join his team. That female being MC Light of all people. Of all people, I don't think she was credited on the original track listing or anything. Like, I'm sure, like, if you looked at the actual liner notes, it was in there that MC Light was, but <clears throat> that voice is just too iconic. Too iconic for you to ignore. And so while this song is like, they literally have like a three to four verse conversation. And she just, she eventually just serves him and kind of puts him in his place. It's amazing. Nag Champa or Nag Champa, however you want to say it, Nag Champa, whatever. Never knew how to pronounce that word. This song is five minutes and 10 seconds long. Another testament to the fact that Common was willing to put out a five-minute song, put a five-minute song on his album in 2000, his rap album. Nobody was doing this. Nobody. I feel like this song is just absolutely beautiful and very dope and very experimental, and it goes a lot of places, and I kind of wonder if I listen to Electric, Electric Circus that I'll get some of this that I enjoy. I got to listen to Electric Circus, too. I got to go back and listen to Way Smile, and I got to finally listen to Electric Circus. Thelonious was my jam forever. Featuring Slum Village, Dillon on the beat, Dillon on the raps. It's the Thelonious super microphonist. Like, you hear that, and especially when you're an aspiring rapper, it's like, oh, my God, I want to be a super microphonist. And they and, and a posse cut, too, man. Like, mm -mm. And they just all kill it. And then... Common gets his storytelling on. Payback is a grandmother. I love this song so much that I threw it on hyphen mixtapes back in the day. Then, uh, for those of you again who don't remember, used to take songs, throw them on a CD, and until the CD was filled, I called them hyphen mixtapes. Threw the song like maybe hyphen mixtape one because I love this song so much, and it literally <laughs> is a story about Common's grandmother getting robbed on a on a boat, I believe. Oh, so good. Here's where things get a little weird. When you get to track 14, you probably have the Ghetto Heaven remix or whatever it's called feature Macy Gray. That song is fine at best. That's not what was on my copy of, of like Water for Chocolate. It was since the album came out, the song has been switched out that was originally there for this version of Ghetto Heaven with Macy Gray. I could not find a reason. I feel like Quest Love said in a Soul Quarians article a few years back that they traded songs because I think D'Angelo needed that beat for his album and it already went on Common's album. So essentially they were able to switch the songs around where Common got the Macy Gray song and D'Angelo was able to use that beat for his album. I think that's how it goes. Don't quote me. Ghetto Heaven Part 2 featuring D'Angelo, which is the original version and is on YouTube right now. It's one of the most gorgeous rap songs I've ever heard in my entire life and still stands to that. Listen to that version. 
a song for Asada featuring CeeLo Green. I know I don't mess with CeeLo Green no more, but a very dope biography on Asada Shakur. I had no idea about her until this song. And again, to end your album on such a, on almost a seven minute song, six minutes, 48 seconds. And I believe it's the last time that he's actually on the album. It's an incredible way to, and the hook was just, I'm thinking of Asada. Like, come on. CeeLo killed it. Common came in with the dope real life history, historical raps, man. And then you ended on Pops Rap 3, which is the third time that um, Common's dad had appeared on the, the outro or just on his album. So I have loved this album for 22 years, and I continue to love this album. It's one of the reasons why if someone asked me to list an album for why I still rap today, Like Water for Chocolate would be my answer. It's a masterpiece. Even with switching out Ghetto Heaven, it is a masterpiece. It's underappreciated. It's underrated. And it's one of the greatest rap albums of all time. Now. Hmm. Power of Positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life. No matter what it may be. No matter what you have to do. You got to do you. That's right. Always and forever. Um, make sure you tell people how much they mean to you while they're, while they're, while they are still here, give people their flowers while they're still here. Very important. Call, text, write, do whatever you have to contact your family, mom, dad, sister, brother, the dogs are barking, the girls are home. Let them know how much they mean to you and how much you care. Just let them know, reach out, just something. Don't wait. Because you never know when you never know when it's your time to go. Okay? Try to have genuine interactions with people. Genuine good interactions. Uh, your good interaction, your kind words could save someone else's life, could save someone's life or someone else's life. So always try to be kind. Always. It, it really does go a long way, I promise you. Oh, man. Did Ben Simmons get vaccinated yet? I don't know. I don't know. Man. If you want to get in contact with the show, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com, at B-Hyphen on Twitter, at the B-Hyphen on Instagram, Hyphen Universe on Facebook. If you want to go through Hyphen Podcast Group, Hyphen Podcast Group on Facebook, Hyphen Podcast Group on Instagram, Hyphen Pod Group on Twitter, Hyphen Podcast Group at gmail.com. Hyphen podcast hyphen hyphen podcastgroup.com hyphenuniverse.com. My link tree is in is on my Facebook page. It's on my Instagram page. Everything I'm working on, all the most recent things that come out, videos, writing, uh, podcast is all right there. You can catch it there again. Subscribe to my newsletter. It's called It's Not Gonna Write Itself. B hyphen Greatly appreciate that. Um, working on a, a coffee, a page so you can, uh, donate, uh, donate to the cause of me. If you're into that, uh, I'll let you know when that's ready. Hyphen universe on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. I'm trying to do videos every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday currently. Um, don't forget to hit that bell and you won't miss any notifications when they're uploaded. So please go and check that out. Um, Rasselcast power hour comes out on Mondays. We're heading towards the season two finale. It's going to happen after WrestleMania. So we're hurtling towards that. Having a lot of fun over there. You can see all the fun we're having on the YouTube channel. Uh, dang, I think that kind of covers it. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you want to. If you happen to use Apple Podcasts, give it five stars. That would be dope because that would mean that more people will be able to see the podcast. If you want to leave a review, even if it's terrible, leave it. I'll read it. I don't care. And I actually meant to read. Actually, I'm going to speak to it real quick. Um, the the Michael Jackson episode me and Mark Robb did way back in the day when um, Leaving Neverland came out. I actually got a bunch of comments on YouTube, on the YouTube video for that. 
Um, shout out to that gentleman who took the time to listen to the episode. He wasn't happy with me and Marcus apparently not covering all of our facts. He said we were speculating a lot, and there's proof that Michael didn't do these things. Look, just like Cosby, just like your belief about whether Biden is causing everything happening with Ukraine and Russia, if you choose to believe Michael Jackson didn't do what he do with those what what's been said about him, that's fine. If you choose to believe R. Kelly's not a monster, that's fine. That's your choice. I'm going to respect you the same, even if it's a little difficult. Um, but I mean, that was our reactions to that documentary. That documentary in the moment, we weren't fact checking. It was literally we watched it. We recorded the next night. And that was our genuine reactions in the moment. So I do appreciate the comments. Uh, but just know that this I understand that you feel like there's facts out there that prove, that say otherwise to uh, both other uh, Robesons and uh, Safe Chuck stories that say otherwise. And I have my own opinion about Michael. And you have your own opinion about Michael. Um, for, form your own. Think for yourself. That's real important these days because not a lot of people are thinking for themselves. But I appreciate the comments. And also on Spotify, if you're still using that app, you can rate the show five stars on there. That that would be cool. So I appreciate each and every one of y'all that have taken the time to listen to the sound of my voice once again. Episode 194 is in the can. Six away from 200. Appreciate your patience. Appreciate your understanding. Appreciate you. So I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. Production. Are you not entertained? Yeah!